Hi, my name is Marsha, and I would like to thank you for listening to Marsha and a mic. Um, it's been some time since I've、um, recorded anything, and I realize with much regret,、um, you know,、um, th- that I should pay more attention to the podcast and do a lot more.、Um, I'll try to do that from here moving forward. So this episode actually. Um, I'm gonna talk about about the spirit of entrepreneur and of starting a business.、Um, it's not that I'm a business person, but I have been a business person, and it all has always intrigued me. You know about what drives business people and what makes them successful. So if you're curious about what it takes and what、uh, prompts people to become Uh, to start your own business or to become entrepreneurs,、um, yeah, you might want to have a listen to this. So, check it out. Stay on. So to start it off,、um, let me just be clear about this. I was never really, really, in, you know, a business person material. And、uh, my ambition was to, to actually just get hired by a really big company,、um, and you know, climb the corporate ladder or something, or become a good entertainer.、Um, actually,、uh, for the record, I was a singer, I was a dancer, and、uh, yeah, I did all of that. And apparently, those things, those career paths, actually comes with a price. <laughs> So,、um, but along the way, after my kids were born,、um, I did、um, dive into、um, being a business person. El- well, more like a freelancer, but yeah, that、uh, it makes me an entrepreneur, I guess. You know, but yeah, a lot of people like me, who are moms, who are women. Feel like that there's there are not many opportunities for um、uh, there are not many open doors for us to make our way into the world of business, but still um the numbers are rising and happily to <laughs> so, and it makes me wonder what makes people uh what makes a good business person what. Does it take to be a good, successful entrepreneur? So yeah, and I guess let's dive into some history. In the history of business, is that men started businesses? Okay, this might sound a little crude, or it might even offend some people. Please do not, don't take offense. This is just based on history,、uh, because women stay at home; they have children. They Kept the house clean and they prepared meals and that was the way of life back then. This was way back, way way back, you know. So, the scene has changed. Of course, there are many more women entrepreneurs now than ever before, and this is something to be celebrated by both men and women because we possess men and women we possess different sets of skills, right? And as I'm. I'm fifty, you know. I'm I'm closing in on the number fifty now. So I've seen a lot of people succeed and fail in business, uh, and uh, yeah. And I've kind of like sat back and thought about it a little bit, 
about what makes people successful and i sometimes i look at it and i think you know oh this this guy's really really aggressive you know but then i see another guy and he's aggressive too but you know what went wrong you know he's not successful in his business and i i think about it and i reflect you know because i would like to see the scene change you know a lot more but uh i'm happy to say you do a google google search and you will see that there are about like 250 million women around the world who are, who are entrepreneurs today and there are 153 million women who operate well established businesses which probably means that they they are a part of an establishment and they are which is um you know of of really high standards and they 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 are probably the leaders or the CEOs CFOs COOs or CTOs or whatever right so the percentage of female entrepreneurs has increased by like 114% in the last 20 years i'm guessing this number is based on like the united states uh, and not inclusive of like you know countries in uh, other parts of the world where women's contribution are less less acknowledged um this is you know a kind of like a fact of life you know i would like to say otherwise but yeah kinda but there are more like you know nearly like 7000 more women owned firms you know uh uh in 2018 compared to 2000, 2017 and that's like um 1.1 million people extra according to the ABS which is the census bureau annual business survey which is american um yeah and i it's really enlightening and i would like to see the change you know in other parts of the world as well you know i live in asia in malaysia and i would like to say that um there are many many more entrepreneurs women entrepreneurs we call probably women entrepreneurs <laughs> um yeah uh who specialize in um very specific specific fields uh like um uh, industries that we are inclined towards which is like you know cosmetics clothing fashion you know um and uh accounting i've seen a lot web hosting digital marketing and things like that you know uh, and we still like a lot of women entrepreneurs in the engineering and technical fields i feel that's my train of thought you know and we need more people i think i see a lot of talent women who are talented in these particular areas which is technical engineering um digital uh app development or, or game development and all that but uh, we we still have yet to find uh adequate open doors for in this industries but the great thing is that i see uh, a lot of people women who are successful um um you know reaching out a hand you know um starting up communities and also uh chapters in their location to help other women to rise above the the difficulties in getting themselves started in 
small businesses. You know, it all starts with baby steps. And I have friends who run these communities that support women entrepreneurs because that's how we drive these days, I guess, you know, women helping women. And yeah, we really, really need that right now in this society all around the world. One of the things that I've discovered um, over the course of my career and life is that when someone is creative, the need for creativity doesn't quite fit in the corporate landscape. Now, not not everyone's made for the corporate world, um, especially people who are more, you know, uh, who lean on the more creative side of the spectrum. Because creative people also tend to want to have more control over, over what happens to their career and the stuff that they produce. And this can be really tough in a corporate environment whereby where there's hierarchy, there are rate tapes, there, there, are, there are systems that are meant to keep things running as smoothly as possible. And this is not so easy for someone who have creative ideas and things that they think that they want to do. So um, these creative people um, tend to be self-employed or they um, create their own agencies or uh, companies and and this gives them um, a form of control over their investment, time, effort and also the people that they hire or support. Now, these creative people then dictate the choices, strategies and plans. People with great ideas, big dreams, aggressive plans and have intelligently mapped out strategies will find it challenging to convince others to invest in their plan. <laughs> That's the, the world of business that sometimes, you know, yeah, it's reality. And let's face it, when your dream is big and people don't see it, things the way you do, it gets very demotivating. You know what? It also brings me um, to the thought of, I was thinking about a couple of friends who are not exactly the kind of people who are 9 to 5 uh, people. They are what I call 9 to 5 misfits. Well, the way I look at it, you know, some people are built for 9 to 5 work, uh, one of whom is actually a very close family member. Um, Anything that, you know, rings her out of her routine would certainly result in a mental breakdown. And she's like, you know, I, I think her life is built around, you know, a schedule, a routine, a safety net, you know, a secure job and, you know, answering her boss, you know, checking, you know, uh, digging through her checklist and, and stuff like that. It's all she's known and want. So, but with the, and it brings me to the question of like, you know, what did the pandemic do? Because even with someone like, you know, her, um, the pandemic has shown her a world 
show not just her actually yeah come to think of it, it it showed every single one of us you know even those who are like hardwired for nine to five work and in you know building a big office and investing a lot of money in a huge office with like you know pool tables and swimming pools yoga classes massage masseurs <laughs> and stuff like that that was um you know dream job but you know uh by March 2021, you know, it was reported that more than 24% of people said that the ability to continue working from home is so important to them that they would actually consider a pay cut. Think about it, you know. Um, I think it's revolutionary for me because um, for me, I started freelancing um, after I gave birth to my first child. And uh, that, that was the only feasible option for me back then. So I started freelancing and I kind of built a small thing going for myself. And yeah, I worked remotely. I dictated my time and all of that. I faced the fiercest resistance known to mankind. And everybody was asking me, when are you going to get a job? I mean, a real job, you know. And it was very discouraging, but yeah, I, I powered through and yeah. So the when the pandemic came along and it seems like everybody else was like in my world now, right? So I, I was like, you know, okay, so how do you guys feel about this? <laughs> the truth of the matter is that some people actually perform better when they're in complete control of their schedule. That these are the people who may start venturing out on their own because in in a corporate environment, in an office where you have a boss, there's hierarchy, there's red tapes and there's systems in place to make sure that everything is going on, there are KPIs, there are goals and there are team members that you don't exactly, exactly jive with, you know, and yeah, and you know, when they start venturing out on their own, and they, they get to set um, what they want to do with their lives. Uh, things may fail, but they may feel happy about it at the end of the day. But they may also succeed. You know? Well, by now, that we should know that there are a lot of pros and cons to being your own boss. It's not a bed of roses, okay? And yes, you can take vacation time anytime you want, but there is a cost, there's a price to pay because you may lose a client or you may overwork when you're back trying to play catch up because, you know, you know, long vacation times and then things get uh, put into back burner and then you have to play catch up. So that's the the that's a cost. That's an opportunity cost that you have to consider. That's part and parcel of being an entrepreneur. Nothing is for sure. Although most of my family and friends adapt well to climbing the corporate ladder and hustling through the rat race, I've also met people who are extremely creative. They are strong-willed, they're ambitious, they have their goals, they have their team, they have their tribe actually, 
and it's doing them a whole lot of good. Well, which brings me to the next point of why some people prefer to be entrepreneurs. So, in this part, I'm gonna be gonna be talking about this person um, that you've probably met somewhere in your office or someone in your group of friends. It's the stranger in a corporate world. Now, let me ask you a simple question. Can you imagine someone like Elon Musk or, say, Bill Gates being anything other than an innovator, a creator, a business person, a renegade, or a world changer? Can you imagine them being like, you know, uh, being an engineer, a programmer, or even a product designer in, um, you know, a big company? Well, I would say it would be a very hard uh, image to conjure, at least for me, because, well, their curiosity um, or their perceived willingness to venture into unknown territories literally know no boundaries. And if there's anything that I've learned about corporate culture is that you, you have to take orders and you more or less, I'm not saying it's all the time, but you more or less suppress your own urge to do things on a whim. You know, you could have a plan, a, a sudden idea that popped up at, into your head when you're in the middle of cooking or you're vacuuming the floor, something, something, something awesome comes up and you think, oh yeah, I could do that, you know, and that's the mindset and this, the, the train of thought for most of the people in the creative world and they'll think of something and they'll say like, you know, um, why not? let's do it you know and and then people become an entrepre- entrepreneurs because in part they are they are perpetual learners and experimenters they find they find the great ideas and they go head first into them you know and they struggle with thinking like everyone else perhaps and make that that makes them feel a little abnormal or maybe strange in a corporate environment it's a good thing to have someone like that, actually, if you think about it, you know, who, who can think outside the box in your team. But not every boss thinks the same way. Uh, now, that depends on who your boss is and what the corporate culture is like. And that's because some entrepreneurs don't always follow the rule book, if that's one. When they want to take action, um, these entrepreneurs, the way I see it, they often risk ruffling feathers and you know maybe cutting a few red tapes here and there which is not good news to the people at the top uh, well entrepreneurs live in a can-do environment they like you know you want to do it now and, and stuff and the, the wheels in their minds revolve around well do it we will figure it out it can be done you know and this isn't exactly how the corporate world works if you know what I mean the next type of person that we're going to talk about is, is the, the kind of person who wants to change the world. They want to make an impact, they see a problem in the world, and they, they are confident that they have the ability, the idea, and the people to, to rally behind them and to make these changes, right? 
and many of these people are um, really really uh, confident you know for for the lack of a better word but the thing is that in a in a corporate environment or in a in a corporate world many people want to have the these go-getters the dreamers the can-do people and the pro- proactive persons in the team and yet corporate people have trouble with these people when they're not in the position to make important decisions right so because um these go-getters and the people who want to make an impact um let's say they they're doing they're working on a project a the people at the top would probably want to have a report and the bottom line is always profit and uh well if you know i know some people who are you know uh people who want to change the world they want to help the the poor or they want to uh lend a helping hand to single mothers or important uh impactful stuff like that unless you're in a very higher up position or a politician chances of that happening is pretty low so yeah that that brings us around to like do you want the kind of go getter the dreamer and the can do person in your corporation and if you do you have to concede some power or some kind of flexibility to that person and like i said you know the people who are dreamers and doers they question status quo and the corporate world don't relish unproven ideas that are not backed by science data or reports i've met entrepreneurs who thrive on simply doing what's not expected of them they love doing something that everyone's not already doing you know and they embrace the challenge one after another you know they're unwavering you know they are always coming up with new ideas on how to make the world a better place even in in small tiny ways you know like a youtube video or a tiktok video whatever it powers their days and nights if you're good at spotting opportunities and working around barriers of entries it would make you a very good entrepreneur for example if you meet someone who is trying to promote a new way to recycle waste products and you think that's that's an opportunity for a collaboration and if you're an entrepreneur you simply cannot look away so before i begin this next segment i would just like to dive a little bit about into the stats of uh the number of startups that we have in the world today um that's a staggering number of startups and um the successful ones um uh have kind of like um established themselves in the market as unicorns and they they are backed by venture capitalist uh, capital well they have capital injection from well venture companies so the gosh this is bad but anyway the um having a look at the stats it says that the biggest number of unicorns by region that is obviously north america and i am kind of surprised that the number of um startups in asia far uh, outnumber the ones in europe and south africa so that's something to think about you know um asia is um uh, a region where 
um, we are not known to be too aggressive when it comes to business, uh, especially unknown businesses. We are particularly more inclined towards um, uh, industries that uh, we know and are known to succeed. So um, that's a surprising fact for me. So let's talk about why people become entrepreneurs and business owners, right? And I've been on both sides, you know. Uh, I've both been both an entrepreneur and also a corporate rat hamster running the, you know, around the wheel. Uh, I've been in a bank. I've been in, like, small companies. And surprise, surprise, I've been quite in quite a couple of startups as their marketing uh, person, and it's uh, it's interesting on both sides, you know. I can tell you from my own personal opinion, uh, experience that entrepreneurs definitely want more freedom and control over what can and cannot be done for the business. Entrepreneurs may think like, you know, I have an idea and I know how to do this. I have the people, um, but I want um the freedom to make the decisions and this is not always possible when you're attached to a business and your boss or the um top guys may not have the same idea and, but the thing is that they don't need to have complete control because business people we all know um one man show you know, it's it's not a good idea. If you're really thinking thinking about you know being a one man show, uh, let me let me take this opportunity to tell you that it's a complete hellhole. Um, and I'm sure quite a lot of people will agree with me on this. And if you don't, drop me an email and tell me why it's not. Um, well, yeah, for me, uh, uh business people, entrepreneurs, uh, we work well with others especially if they complement our business and they are able to, you know, fill the gaps where we are not able to perform. Like for a good example, I, I write, I market, uh, I, I know how to work the copy um, and I know digital advertising, but I am not the best person for maths. Accounting, financing, uh, those are stuff that really, really drive me up the wall and I don't ever want to do it if I have the choice. But, you know, honestly speaking, um, everything in business has something to do with numbers, data and analytics. So there you go. So the point is that we need to find a balance between growing our business, the business uh, based on the idea and then negotiating around how to make things work. Now, the negotiating part is, to me, extremely important for any business and anyone who is thinking about, you know, uh, quitting the jobs and becoming a business person and also like, you know, because you negotiate with everyone around you to find a win-win situation whereby you benefit and I benefit too. That's, um, otherwise, it's called ripping, ripping someone off, right? So, yeah, and this is not to say that you, 
when you're working for someone else, you're like a robot or a soldier, and there are only, you know, you you are only there to take orders. Uh, no, that's that is not the case. Um, as I work for people, I I do find that some bosses are much better than others. So it's highly dependent on the kind of company or boss that you're working for. I've met the best and worst of them. And I dare say, bosses come in many different shades and personalities. And I can only hope for the best for you, really, seriously. The best bosses that I've, I've had, um, they've not only encouraged and egged me on when I have like stupid ideas and... Um, ask for you know data and science to back my ideas up yeah but they they completely back me up and i've had the worst ones who are really excuse the language but a-holes really really a-holes um he or she um the biggest aim for this person is to make the lives of his or her employee and staff suffer and I'm not even kidding about this. I wish I was. <laughs> I can tell you that um, f- from the perspective of um, an, an entrepreneur, um, the biggest thing that we actually want is a flexible schedule. Now, this is something that not a lot of people think about before they jump they make the leap, you know, and so I was working for myself for well over 20 years. And for those 20 years, I was also parenting two children. And then my kids, my boys, um, they're 22 and 20 this year. So I've, I've, yeah, I've done the marathon. So I guess you can say this is coming from a very real and raw space. Um, it's a personal experience that I honestly don't want to go through again. <laughs> Some say that being your own boss gives you a um, flexible schedule, uh, positively looked at, but uh, um, there's two sides to this, this coin, you know. Working for others, uh, in fact, give, gives you more control over my, uh, your time uh, and when I was working with others I, I set proper boundaries because you know when I'm working during working hours I clock in and then when it's not working hours I clock out so that there are very clear set boundaries uh, whereas when I, I'm working for myself there's never time off and when I do eventually decide to take some time off, that's that terrible guilt that I have to deal with. Something's lurking, you know, the, the, the emotions are lurking at the back of my mind, telling me that I am compromising my business and that I don't deserve a success because I'm not 1000% committed to my ventures. And it sucks because that's not the way it feels. I, that's not the way it's supposed to be when I signed up for, you know, being a business person, right? And it feels awful. So I would think that, you know, when it comes to flexible schedule, you would have to know how to manage your time and, and set the boundaries. Don't compromise if you feel that, yes, I deserve 
this break and the this business of mine is not going to die and you need to have a support system obviously you have to have your team members around you and you have to trust them to do their job when you're not around and you have to to be honest with them and tell them you know look i i need a break i'm taking a break um call me if there's blood if there's no blood and go on and, and do your thing well the great or bad part about being an entrepreneur is that you get to assemble your own team of avengers you know i love doing that you know finding people who drive with me who feel the way i feel about thing and things and you can work from literally anywhere and everywhere in the world you could be in barcelona running a company in new york you could be in san diego with a team of people working for their offices off in singapore and that's the beauty of you know uh technology and the di- digitization of the world of business and i i would love to capitalize on that and i'm i'm very very um I'm a proponent of this this type of structure because I think there's talent all over the world. And during my early days I've had people ask me, "Oh, um you're from Malaysia? Oh, how how is that you speak English? And then um how is that you write in English?" Um without knowing the culture I don't I don't place any blame on anybody, but that that's where this is like um 20 30 years ago, so like people don't know a lot of things from other parts of the world so yeah and we we have come to understand that there's, there's a lot of people who with different types of talents from anywhere in the world and you can tap into each other's talents and you can help each other grow right entrepreneurs also understand that they reap what they sow they're the boss right and they dictate the direction of the company and with that comes a very heavy weight on their shoulders as the boss of your company you also get to decide how much you get paid and what your own job title is you know i know of some people business people who you know gave themselves quirky names like the maestro of armageddon uh, don't ask me why you know, but yeah that, that or something like that it's just it's just a gimmicky marketing thing you know when you i guess when he hands out his card business card and and people will look at it and say whoa what's that you know and that starts off a conversation i guess you know that's um yeah a good thing as well so the downside is that when the company is not turning a profit or a disaster hits somewhat like the pandemic in you know what we faced recently where we we saw the shuttering of so many businesses all around the world it's devastating you know the and when that happens the first person to actually get a pay cut is probably going to be you something the other thing that i would like people to take note of before they become entrepreneurs or start their own business is that you are going to be wearing many 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 hats There were times when I was working for myself that I did something I shouldn't have like take on the job of someone I hired for because I wanted the results fast and I knew exactly what I wanted and I knew how to do it so by taking on the job of someone else 
who's supposed to do the job for you, you two things happen. First, you undermine the ability of the person you hired. And the second, you overwhelm yourself. You know, so and and it's exact it happened exactly that way, you know. Um we parted ways, you know, uh and it's something that I know I shouldn't have done in now in hindsight. So for example, if you're running a plumbing business, you're probably better at fixing the sink than the person you hired. So when something is urgent and at times you could you could find yourself doing it instead of patiently instructing or teaching your hire to get the job done. You know, that's wearing his hat. You know, what's he going to wear? You know, being an entrepreneur is always about being a leader. You know, uh, this is a word that people use a lot and I find it disorientating and I kind of not like it so much when people use the word leader uh, because a leader is someone who who uh, rallies around the people in the team. You know, you're, you're a leader, not because you dish out commands here and there. Uh, it's my way or highway. Um, that's not a leader. That's, an, that's a dictator, right? So um, a leader is someone who trusts his or her own people to do their jobs right. And doing everything yourself defeats the purpose and you'd be working longer and longer hours and then you resent your employees don't go there <laughs> so here's the last part that i want to talk about um that's the main purpose for this podcast in the first place should you become an entrepreneur should you start your own business being your own boss i would um like to say is like a pipe dream you know you have control over everything and you decide the journey of your project or co- or corporation right it's ideal and it's like you know everyone's uh, dream there are pros and cons to being an entrepreneur take some time to think about whether you can shoulder the responsibility of growing your business with your team and also think about whether you can take on the risk of failure it's out there or, or having to pivot midway you know do you have to back up plan if things go south. Entrepreneurs also thrive in communities and networks. So you'd have to be a bit of a networker or, you know, someone who rubs shoulders with other business people. There are communities of business owners from all over the world who are ready to open doors when things get tough. You know, for example, like if you join social media or if you have forums, uh, you join them and they are more than ready to tie up with you or to help each other grow um, during tough times or when you're starting out or when you're trying to, you know, push something really magical out into the market. It, it happens that way. You know, that has been, a, that has to be, for me, you know, there has to be a sense of purpose you know, when you start a business. It's something that's deeper than just making money and having freedom of choice, you know, to make you a good business person. It has to be something close to your heart. For example, you could be selling baby clothes because you recently became a mom. You know, you could be providing construction materials because you just left your engineering job and you're really passionate about that. 
and you could be a freelance accountant because you're just passionate about putting numbers together. It really makes you wake up excited every morning. You could also start your own YouTube channel on recipes because you've been cooking for your family and you think that it could help other people you know it can take you somewhere so the, the gist of it is that it has to be to come from a very good place in your heart and in your mind just make sure it's something you love doing otherwise riding through the rough waves could be a sink or sink sink or swim situation sorry about that So that's me telling it like it is or was about becoming an entrepreneur and what it takes to make it work. I hope you've had some takeaways from listening to this because I've spent days looking into some really tough spots and things that and experiences that I went through as a freelancer while raising my two kids at the same time. Um, those were pretty dark places, but yeah, at least I'm, I'm still alive and it's, uh, yeah, it's possible. So I hope only the best for you and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast or head over to my website to sign up for my newsletter. Let's connect and be friends. We, we need more friends in this world, you know. And leave me a comment if you found it helpful because it really does make my day. So see you on the next podcast. Cheers. Bye.